Hey, Mel. Bri here. Gotta work from home today because the whole family caught a nasty... Daddy! Hey, Mikey! If you're gonna puke, find the popcorn bowl! But my availability is 110%. Coincidentally, so is my fever. <laughs> Kidding. Mel, I'm so cold but hot. Uh, but I'm gonna get you that budget. Just as soon as... Right. Mikey! Popcorn bowl! Press 1 to use Instacart and get your family's sick day essentials delivered in as fast as 30 minutes. Press 2 to keep working. Do not press 2. Just use Instacart. Brian. So, you've got an idea for a business. The store of your dreams. There's just one thing to figure out. Everything. That's why Shopify's all-in-one commerce platform makes it easy to sell online, in person, and everywhere else. Sell on social media, source products with an app to get that first sale feeling. It's the only solution that gives you everything you need to sell everywhere you want. So when you're ready to bring your idea to life, power it up with Shopify. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash listen. Live streaming provided by Alpha Geek Radio and Alpha Geek Video. Visit tunein.alphageekradio.com to learn more. Finally, Friday is being brought to you by Major Spoilers VIPs and Patreon members around the world. Yes, their support helps keep Major Spoilers afloat and allows us to do shows like Finally Friday each and every week. If you would like to show your support for everything that we do, head over to patreon.com slash majorspoilers. That's patreon.com and sign up today. Well, hello, everyone. It is Friday, Friday, August 19th, 2016. I'm Stephen Schlager. Thank you for joining us this week, wherever you may be around the world. A lot of people from around the world. We do get a lot of uh, viewers, listeners from all over the world, and I love each and every one of you. From uh, the North Pole to the South Pole. Actually, we don't have anybody watching in the South Pole. Never once have I seen anyone on our <laughs> on our uh, on our data that we get on our analytics check in from Antarctica. Now we have had people check in from Greenland, from Iceland, uh, from China. Although the China people are starting to dwindle a lot because we've had to block them for a lot of uh, malicious hacker type stuff. Norway, Sweden, Finland, Germany, France. Hello, France. I think the Congo is another one that has not, uh, that does not, uh, doesn't allow us for some reason into their country. Zimbabwe is another one. But for the rest of the country and the rest of the world, hello and welcome to Friday. And hello to all 575 of you who are listening to this show on your Zoom player. I did not know people still had Zooms. But apparently people are still using them and using them every single day. Good. Uh, because uh, I was, again, looking at our analytics and I noticed where are all the sources come from. Number one, from iTunes, but all the way down at the bottom. <laughs> 575 of you on a Zoom. If you are on a Zoom, would you please send me an email, podcast at Majorspoilers.com. And let me know if you're still using a Zoom and and why, if there's something special about the Zoom that uh, that allows you to continue to use it. I mean, I I still have an iPod uh, third generation with the click wheel, but I don't use it. Um, but maybe some people who are using Zooms do. And when you write in and tell me that you have a Zoom, please tell me what color of the Zoom you are using. That's podcast at Majorspoilers.com. Well, see, there's Kobe Smith. He loves his Zoom. Kobe, what color is your Zoom? Is it the brown Zoom or the green Zoom? Or what was the other one? Orange? Was it orange, green, and brown? I think those were the three colors of the Zoom. But uh, definitely, uh, Kobe, let me know what your 
what your uh, your color is. The phone lines are open. The Skype line is open at 785-727-1939. Or if you are on Skype, you can call me at Stephen underscore Schleicher. Hello to everyone that is in our YouTube chat room. Hello to everyone on Alpha Geek Media. Uh, thank you for checking in wherever you are. Hopefully you're driving home from work or just about to get out of work. Or maybe if you're placed in just the right spot... You are eating lunch right now, or just finishing up lunch right now, or maybe it's tomorrow where you're at. Oh, the original white, Kobe says. Do you still use it, Kobe? I'm, I'm serious. Do you still use your Zoom to listen to major spoilers stuff? I, I really want to know. So we got a couple of things that we want to do today, or that I want to do today, but uh, the thing that I definitely want you to do is call in and tell me about your week, depending on how far we go with these couple of discussions, uh, if we can get everyone uh, talking and calling and all that good stuff, then... Um, We'll have a full show, otherwise we may end it early. But I thought perhaps the first thing that we could talk about this week was Pete's Dragon. Now, uh, I was super, super hesitant about going to see the Pete's Dragon movie for a couple of reasons. Number one, not a big fan of remakes. I'm not, I'm not too sure that there are remakes that have been better than the originals, well, except for maybe The Thing, right? John Carpenter's The Thing. That's definitely better than the original. Um... But there aren't many movies out there that have had remakes that have been better than the originals. And Pete's Dragon, as a kid, I enjoyed it for what it was. I mean, there's some zaniness, uh, some crazy drunkards. You got Mickey Rooney dancing around. You've got uh, this sea and, uh, you know, late Americana right before the, the 19, uh, the, the dirty, uh, tw- the roaring 20s right before then. So you got traditional ships and lighthouses and all that stuff. And of course, it's a Disney movie. And it's got music and it's got a lot of, you know, a big uh, purple and green uh, dragon running around. So there's a lot of things about the original Disney Pete's Dragon that I remember fondly from my youth. Until I watched it recently, right? The original Pete's Dragon movie I tried to watch and we couldn't even get through all the first the 30 minutes of the movie because it was just so horrible. Even my kids, my young kids, uh, my oldest at the time, he was the one that wanted to watch it. My oldest was like, Dad, this is horrible. Can we turn it off, please? And then you get to the part where there's kind of like this weird, I don't know, they, they, uh, the, the, the lead actress in that movie. Uh, she goes into the bar and is trying to tell everybody what to do, and they're like, oh, she's drunk. And then they start fondling her and doing weird things as they're throwing her around the bar is really off-putting. So the recent viewing of the original Pete's Dragon, put her, and this was about two years ago, put a really, really, really bad taste in my mouth for ever seeing Pete's Dragon again in any way, shape, or form. Um, and so when they announced this remake and it was coming out, I was like, oh man, this is going to be, oh please, let it, let it not be horrible, horrible. And I had no plans of seeing it, but we've, uh, the last six months or so, we have been doing a family movie night where either we all go to the, to the movies to, together as a family or we stay home and we watch movies in the home theater like Angry Birds. We watched Angry Birds recently. Um, but I said, okay, some people had said Pete's Dragon is really a lot better than what people expect. And I said, okay, it's a kid's movie. Let's go see it. And you know what? It was a heck of a lot better than the original. Okay. I would say, I mean, it's really a totally drastic movie, uh, a totally different movie from the original in the original uh, Pete is a, is a kid that has run away from the uh, from the orphanage or from these uh, these people that uh, gather orphans and put them to work and then gather the paychecks and all that kind of stuff. So, you know, Pete runs away and he meets this dragon in the woods and you've got the 
the adoptive family or the foster family searching for him and causing all those kind of troubles. In Pete's Dragon, now there's going to be a little bit of spoilers here. I'm not going to spoil everything. But the one thing that you that happens at the very beginning of this movie, you find a little five-year-old Pete and his parents driving up into the north, I guess, North Washington uh, woods, North Oregon woods, and um, they have a car wreck and the parents die. I mean, this is like literally the first 30 seconds of the movie, right? The car flips over as they're trying to avoid a deer jumping out into the road. And the parents die and the poor little kid is left alone in the woods and these wolves are coming after him. And then suddenly there's some big monster thing that the wolves are scared of. Turns out to be this dragon, which is not a cartoon dragon, but it is a CGI dragon rendered with great fur and color and everything. And it befriends this boy. And then we flash forward like five years, six years later to where Pete is like 10. Um, and the um, some people find him. Uh, some woodcutters find him. Um, and a uh, park ranger finds him, or a, I guess some kind of a ranger finds him. And then, of course, that leads to the discovery of the dragon and everything else that's going on. It's it's really a good movie. But I mean, when you get in there, and in the first 30 seconds, you've got this kid's parents dying. That's, that's really sad. But it does have a happy ending, and it does have a villain. I think if you were to point out to a villain, um, the guy that plays um, uh, McCoy in... The um, in the new Star Trek series, uh, he also plays um, gosh, he also plays uh, Judge Dredd. I forget his name. Let me find it. Uh, Carl Urban. I guess he would play the the big bad in this movie if there is one, uh, although it's more of a he's not a mustache twirling bad guy like you would see in the original Pete's Dragon. But um, I was really surprised at how good it was. I, th- I was surprised at how good Robert Redford was in this. Um it's just all the actors were really, really good. The little kid that plays Pete is fantastic. Um, the animation is really good. The, the effects are really good. And when they mix the practical and the CGI together in the forest, really comes together nicely, has a great ending, has some uh, some great messages. And overall, I would say I enjoyed this movie more than I thought it would. Now, there are some sad parts throughout the movie, and I will admit that I did tear up. And I will uh, be happy to tell you that I was not the only one that teared up. My wife also teared up. And uh, because we have two kids, we can't set the two kids next to each other because the next thing you know, they're going to be fighting and then the dad's going to be yelling and then mom's going to be upset. So kids are usually separated in the theater. So this time in the theater, it was my wife, my youngest son, me and my oldest son. And um, my son always, my oldest son always knows when I'm tearing up because, you know, I'll go up here and just rub my eye like this or something. He can see that out of the corner of his eye. So we got out of the theater and um, I went to ask my my wife really enjoyed the movie a lot. She liked it a lot. Um, I asked my youngest son. Uh, my oldest son was just OK with it. He's like, yeah, it was OK. It wasn't that big of a deal. I asked my youngest son, though, because this is the first time we've seen something in a long time that wasn't purely animated. Usually we go straight uh, 3D or 2D animated movies. This is something the first time that we didn't go see that. Uh, a lot of live action. And I asked him if he liked the movie, and he's like, Mm-mm, not at all. It was a bad movie. And I couldn't figure out why he thought it was a bad movie. Maybe it was too long, which it really isn't that long. Maybe he thought that the dragon was too scary, which there are some times where the dragon looks a little scary, and it's a great design on this dragon, too. Um... And then we started figuring it out why he thought this was a bad movie. And he thought it was a bad movie because, number one, it made mom cry. And number two, it had some sad 
themes in it or it had some sad things that made him feel sad. And so when we started talking about it and we started explaining, hey, look, sometimes it's good that a movie can make you sad. And if a movie makes you cry, it's totally okay if a movie makes you cry. And it's okay if you want to cry when you watch a movie. But in his mind, and so, you know, overall, I think that it was, it had the effect, the movie had the effect uh, that it had on my son um, because it had an emotional impact. So overall, I think that was a success. But in his mind, it will always be a bad movie because it made mom cry and it made him feel sad. And I don't think I've ever, I think there's only been one other time that he's gotten really upset about a movie that has made him want to cry. And he's also said that that movie was really, really bad. So if you, Disney, congratulations, making a five-year-old sad and upset about your Pete's Dragon movie because of the emotional content of the story, uh, congratulations. Um, so I would say that Pete's Dragon is a better success than, it, than you think it is. It is a very simple story. It doesn't have a lot going for it um, as far as, you know, complex themes and ideas except for loss and giving things up and, you know, change. Those are probably your three biggest themes that you're going to find in here. Cinematography was great. I thought the actors were great, as I said. I thought the editing was fine. It's not going to be a big blockbuster in-your-face movie, but it is a very good movie made for a budget of $60 million. Uh, so if you're looking for a family-friendly movie that may give you some feels then I think that Pete's Dragon is something that you might want to go and check out at your local movie theater. Uh, unfortunately, if you do want to go see Pete's Dragon, as I said, it was made for $60 million, according to Box Office Mojo. As of today, it's only made uh, $35 million, so it's made less than half of its budget, and it probably needs to make around $90 million worldwide for it to get uh, to make its budget and then um, get out of its uh, uh, printing, and, printing and advertising, its P&A uh, budget to um to show any kind of profit uh but uh this piece dragon and i thought it was interesting and i thought it was good and i think maybe you should go check it out before it's out of the theaters because unfortunately this may be the last weekend it is in theaters if it doesn't if it doesn't make some money all right that is a pete's dragon um uh, review a lot of you i had mentioned uh seeing it last saturday and a lot of you wanted a review of it so there you go I'm going to try this, and then we will be back in about uh, 45 seconds. Hey there, everyone. So it's uh, movie season in the summer again, and a lot of things are happening. Superheroes are flying everywhere. Stuff is exploding. Uh, fantasy stuff. Uh, but how did we get here in Hollywood, and uh, what films led up to where we are today? Well, why don't you join us each week on Zach on Film, where we talk a, a classic film that has led to where we are in the current state of Hollywood. You'll maybe learn a few tips and tricks of filmmaking along the way, and we'll discuss a few things like the MPAA system, or what's the deal with aspect ratio, and all those kinds of things. So if that interests you, check out Zach on Film each Friday on the Major Spoilers Podcast Network. All right, there you go. For some reason, Wirecast is really weird. It doesn't have a direct way for me to monitor stuff that is playing through here. So um, so there you go. At least you were able to hear that, I think. Uh, good morning and good evening, says Dr. Bradley. Well, hello, everyone. Hello, uh, Jarmo. Hello, uh, Self-Inversion. That's an interesting name. Hello, Ingrid. Hello, uh, Kobe. You still haven't told me if you're listening to... Oh, he goes, uh, follow up from Kobe's question about the Zune. Not too much in the last year, but I did for more than six years. Thousands of major spoilers hours are on his Zune. 
Well, that's good to know. Thank you, Kobe, for sharing that. And now I know at least one person out of that 575 who are listening to it. So there you go. Uh, Self-inversion. Are you the same person from Australia that I was talking to on Patreon? Uh, or not Patreon, on Periscope last Friday? Uh, you can let me know there in the chat. Um, and I wanted to, uh, real quick, uh, so f- Friday nights, when I am editing Critical Hit, it takes a long time to clean up the audio. Each of the tracks has to go through an audio scrubbing uh, process just to clean out a lot of system noise and a lot of room noise, whether it be an air conditioner or where, whether it be uh, someone who's um, recording with a window open and you hear a lot of traffic or wind noise or air conditioner noise or fan noise or whatever it may be. So I have to scrub all of that audio. And uh, so each track takes about 15 minutes to clean, and we have right now six tracks that we have to clean. Um, and so I have been jumping on Periscope to just talk with listeners. So if you want to have a one-on-one Q and a, whatever, uh, on Friday evenings when you're home, um, that's totally fine. It's not like finally Friday where, you know, there's a bunch of programming stuff or guests that pop on from time to time. It's just me sitting there editing. And if you have questions, you can ask questions. And so I use my, um, my iPhone for this. And I think a lot of you use an iPhone. I don't think you can periscope on a Zoom. But with uh, with my iPhone, I've got the largest one, whatever it is, the iPhone 6S Plus or whatever that, that is. It's a big monster of a phone. It's as big as my hand. Uh, I like the big screen. It's much better than the smaller screen. But I am not a big fan of iPhone cases. Uh, and I'm not a big fan of the iPhone cases because all the cases that I have seen in the past are either rubbery or really big and thick like an OtterBox or something like that, one of the, those kind And when you already have a phone that's as big as my iPhone, putting it in a case just bulks it up to humongous size. And when you have a humongous size device, you can't put it in your pocket. I mean, I can't put an iPad mini in my pocket. Why would I want my iPhone to be in a case that is essentially the same size as an iPhone mini? Yes, I know. Hyperbole, right? Um, So I was approached by Skinit the other day, about a couple of weeks ago. Uh, Skinit is a company that makes... um, cases and skins for a bunch of devices, whether it be your mobile phone or whether it be your Xbox 360 or whether it is your, um, um, you know, other gaming system, whatever it may be. Uh, but they have a series of cases that they said, Hey, why don't you check this out and let us know what you think about it? So this is partially a review, partially a, it's not really a commercial, but, um, but this portion I am talking about a company called skin it and they have a new line of cases called the Marvel collector's edition. I think they also have something like this for DC. They don't have just Marvel, but they'd have DC comics as well. And in this collector's edition run of, uh, cases, they feature some of your favorite Marvel characters and they feature original or they feature the original art from the comics. And it's done in such a way that is really, really cool. Check this out. I said, Hey, give me the iron fist case. Because I think that that looks really cool. I like Iron Fist. If you go back into the archives, you may remember in the archives of Major Spoilers that the Iron Fist action figure, the Marvel Select figure, made appearances a lot on the site. And so I like Iron Fist. And so this is pretty cool. But what's, what's neat is, in addition to the actual figure on the front, uh, you also, in the background, I know it's a little out of focus, so it's hard to see, but there's some depth stuff going on where like the outside of the case has the actual figure on it. And then on the inside clear portion of the case, they actually have panels from the comic book. And it's done in such a way that they're 
it actually kind of creates a 3D feel to this case. And it's really cool. Just from the design side, I really, really like it. Uh, the next thing, uh, it finally came in the mail last week. And it was really easy to put on. It just pops right in. And it pops right off in case you want to swap it out with something uh, else. And once it's in, it stays in very well. It's very solid. And you can see, it does not take up a lot of extra room. It does not bulk up the size of this iPhone. And so it does slide into my pocket very easily. And because it's not made of rubber, because it's not made of anything grippy, you know, super grippy that gets sticky, it doesn't stick in my pocket when I'm trying to pull it out. Uh, but it does have a nice grip. It is a nice plastic. I like this a lot, and I really like this design. And this is the first time in, I don't know, how long have they been making iPhones? This is the first time I've ever liked a case that, has, that I've ever used on any of my electronic devices. And I really dig it a lot. Now, the, the cases are a little expensive. That's the one thing that I will say. These cases go for about 40 bucks a piece. So if you are um, price conscious, then 40 bucks for a case may not be that big of a deal. However, if that case saves your phone when it drops, then, um, then you might want to check it out. Check, you can kind of see it in these images here on their site where... Um, you have the character on the front line, in this case, Hawkeye. And then in the back, you see like this layered uh, comic book panel stuff. And it's almost like there's another layer of depth on top of that where the ink lines, the, the black outlines are on yet another layer ahead of the color. So it's really kind of cool, gives us really cool 3D kind of uh, perspective to it. And because it is totally comic book related, I thought we could review that on the Major Spoilers website. I really dig it a lot. It's a nice skin. If you're looking for a case for your phone, then uh, you might want to check out Skin It. I'm not saying go out and buy stuff. If you want something else beyond that collector's edition, like I said, that's a little bit expensive, they also have these comic book cover editions, which are not transparent. They're actually a full-on cover case, but they have a lot of that too. And again, they've got them for MacBook, Nintendo, Xbox, PlayStation, all sorts of cool things. So you can make some comic book. Oh, they even have an audio skins. That's kind of cool. Charger skins. They have skins for everything. So they have a lot of stuff over at skinit.com. Um, they, I, again, they did send me this for free, so I did not pay for it. So, but that's still in no way. Many of you know us over the years. We are not influenced by things that people send us. Um, I was really hesitant about this because I was really going to hate the case. Turns out, I rather enjoy it. And it's going to stay on, on this uh, phone for, uh, for quite a while longer. So that's skinit.com. You can go check it out, see if it is worth, uh, worth the price, if it's worth what you want to buy. And as I said, they also have a bunch of different brands over there. Maybe you don't want comic books. I mean, why wouldn't you want comic books? Major spoilers after all. But they do have Marvel, DC Comics. They do have Hello Kitty. They also have uh, Dragon Ball Z. Uh, they have all of the uh, NFL, uh, Major League Baseball, NBA, NHL, and MLS teams as well. Uh, and you could probably even chase it, change it out based on the uh, season of the sport that you're into. So there you go. That is skinit.com. I thought I would uh, um, mention that and review it for you. I give it a thumbs up. Let us do this, and when we come back, we can get into one more review and then your phone calls. Hi, I'm Rodrigo. I'm the uh, Dungeon Master for the Critical Hit Podcast. 
um, and I would like to invite you to come listen to our show. Critical Hit is a real play Dungeons and Dragons podcast, uh, a really exciting fantasy sci-fi story, and an opportunity to listen to a bunch of nerds have a lot of fun. So check us out. Uh, it's Critical Hit. You can find it on iTunes. You can find it on the Major Spoilers Network, and you can find it at majorspoilers.com. Oh, yeah. So some some of you are asking in the chat, wow, these guys look really young and all that good stuff. Yes, they do look a little young because these were done about two years ago. Uh, and um, when we were with, um, you know, Todd over at Alpha Geek Media at Alpha Geek Radio, Alpha Geek Video, he does a fantastic job of trying to make sure that the streams that we are creating go out to people on their mobile devices and places all over the world in a previous setup that he had. We actually had to go through a bunch of different things to get the audio to him. And as I said a moment ago, I can't hear the audio that's coming off these video files. I'm guessing that you guys can because I see the, the, the meter moving. But that, that audio was not going out to the Alpha Geek Media stuff. And so I kind of dropped it for a long time because it was just, um, it was just not, it was just not uh, worth it to have like 30 seconds of silence for all of those really cool people that are listening on Alpha Geek uh, Radio, Alpha Geek Video. But now as Todd is pulling directly from the YouTube channel for all the audio and video feeds. So he's getting everything. So now I decided, hey, I'd pop these back in real quick, check them out today, make sure that it's all working. Maybe we'll add some more in the future. But yeah, those are about two years old. Zach looks a lot older. You can follow him on Z Wolf on um, on Twitter. And of course, uh, Fearsome Critter uh, Rodrigo. Uh, you can follow him as well. And again, in that video a couple of years ago, because now Rodrigo doesn't even live here in Kansas. So there you go. Uh, let's see. Oh, self-inversion says, no, he is a different Australian. Uh, Jarmo's uh, talking about the skinnet covers. He kind of says, oh, these are like those electolinear covers. Uh, not quite in that they're not, uh, they don't move, right? Uh, but they do have a lot of depth to them, but kind of like that. I, I just like it because there is this feeling of, of illusion and depth. Uh, so there you go. If you are a Mighty Morphin Power Rangers fan, one other thing that you guys might want to uh, check out is the first trade paperback of Boom Studios' Mighty Morphin Power Rangers. It is the Green Ranger Year One. This picks up after uh, the Green Ranger Tommy has broken free of Rita Repulsa's control and he is trying to do good with the Power Rangers. Uh, this trade paperback collects the first four issues of the Power Rangers ongoing series from Boom Studios. Um, this is done in collaboration with Saban Brands, so it is authorized. It's totally on point. Uh, the creators are Kyle Higgins and Steve Orlando, and it's illustrated by Hendry uh, Presetia and Corin Howell. It is fantastic. So you get the first four issues plus the zero issues plus all of the Bonk and Skull backup uh, tales in here. I did review the first issue of this on the Major Spoilers podcast quite some time ago, so um, you could go check that out if you want a specific issue review. But I, I dig this a lot. I like this a lot, and uh, I've got an advanced copy here that Boom Studios sent me. If you want to get a hold of it, it actually comes out on September 14th of this year, and it's got a $20 price tag. So if you're looking for um, some Power Rangers action and you want to read it, it is... Uh, there are a few things in here that kind of make me right, raise an eyebrow, but I don't think that there is anything that is going to, you know, totally uh, warp your child if someone under the age of 10 were to pick this up. So I would say it's it's pretty close to all ages uh, right there. So Power Rangers Trade Paperback Volume 1 
comes out on, I'm sorry, September 13th, 2016. It's got a $20 price tag. Of course, you can get it at your friendly local comic book store, or you can get it at probably any bookstore, if bookstores still exist. I don't know. Um, and of course, you can get it through through Amazon. And if you're using Amazon to buy the Power Rangers book, make sure you use the link over at Majorspoilers.com. There it is right there. Um, every time you use the link at Majorspoilers.com, you're not paying anything extra but a little bit comes back to us and allows us to continue to keep this show afloat week after week and month after month and year after year, 10 years later, and we're going strong. And so many of you want to support us, but you weren't willing to use the um, PayPal uh, that we were that we have uh, with our VIP site. So you asked us, hey, Stephen, please create a Patreon page. And I did create a Patreon page. You can find it at patreon.com slash major spoilers you can contribute as little or as much as you want we have uh goals range we have uh, pledges going from two dollars a month all the way up to forty dollars a month and of course you get a lot of extra stuff with your pledge depending on the pledge level uh we did just release this week a flashback podcast uh that again flash hasn't even started yet but matthew and i sat down and we talked about some of the big news coming for the next season of the flash including um uh the mirror master savitar uh, Dr. Alchemy, the fact that Kevin Smith is coming in to direct, the musical two-parter, uh, all of that is discussed on the most recent uh, Flashback podcast. You can only get that over at the Patreon page or the members' uh, VIP site. Uh, but uh, if you're looking for a way to support us, patreon.com slash spoilers is the best way to do it. Now, one thing that we didn't talk about in the Flashback podcast, because it was just announced, I want to say today or maybe it was late yesterday, is the news that, uh, of course, we already know that we're getting Mirror Master in Season 3, but also announced is The Top is finally coming to The Flash. You'll actually hear us talk about that in the Flashback podcast because we're like, oh, well, where's The Top at? Well, The Top is coming. Uh, the Top is coming to The Flash, and it's going to be a gender-flipped or gender-bent uh, version of uh, The Top to be played by um, Ashley Rickards, and uh, she will play kind of a love interest to Mirror Master, and they're going to be kind of a Bonnie and Clyde uh, duo. And they're both expected to debut on episode 304 of season three. So that puts that in uh, the first of November, somewhere right around there. But we will get to see the Mirror Master and the Top in season three of The Flash, which means the only member of the original Rogues Gallery that we are missing at this point is Abracadabra. So we will hopefully be on the lookout for that. Let us go to the phone lines right now, and uh, Jarmo is there. Hey, Jarmo, what's going on? Hi. I finally got my move sorted out. Ah, excellent. So everything is in place. The walls are painted. You're sitting comfortably. Your bed has been made, and uh, you're living life uh, in a much bigger space, right? Yes, pretty much like you imagined it. <laughs> well, good. Congratulations. I was. I, I think it's. I think the discussion that you've had the last couple of months of calling in, talking about preparing to move, looking for a space, and then moving, have got me thinking about all of the. If I had to move again out of this house, and a lot of houses in our neighborhood are for sale, but if we started to move again, it would be a nightmare to get all of this packed up in, in a in a location. I I literally would be giving away half my stuff just because yes, there's too much of I, it. I I can imagine that because how do you feel like my old apartment was like around 40 square meters. Ah, okay. And I had 50 boxes of figures, comic books, books and stuff like that video games. Yeah, yeah. Well, so, just in just in my nerd room of doom, I've got sixty long boxes just of comics. 
That doesn't include trade <laughs> yeah. paperbacks. That doesn't include the boxes and boxes of Legos and action figures and fezzes and statues. Ugh. It, it yeah, makes me depressed just thinking about how much stuff I have. Yeah, you got like four times what I what I got, and I got a lot. Yeah. So what's on but your mind yeah. this week? Well, a couple of things. I've, I've been searching for old comic books like mm-hmm. for for two or three weeks now, but I just didn't have the opportunity to get anything because I was not moving and, and stuff and I didn't like to mess mess around with with my postal address and, and stuff like that. And now I had finally an opportunity. I got like five old sixties Superman books. Oh cool. Which are actually Finnish edition of Superman books. They are called Terasmies. Oh very which, neat. which actually means Man of Steel literally. Oh, very cool. How did you find they these? Are, uh, they are from local local flea market, and and we got actually pretty good web web auction things here too, and and stuff like that. And they are from sixty two to sixty five. Very cool. That is neat. So, what do you, what issues are they? Uh, they are. Actually, translated versions of old, early Silver Age mm-hmm. Superman stuff from from which I can tell. They are mostly action comics, like hundred forwards, like and stuff oh, like neat. that. That's really cool, man. That's those are some really good finds. I mean, today if you were to go try to get those, um, you know, there's a lot of places where you can go. You, you know. Comic shops will have these, but usually when you get back into the Silver Age stuff, the um, uh, the comics are under glass and they're very expensive. Yes, I I know. And these were like, from what I would say, it's like from four point oh to seven point five. Ah, if, okay. if I would rate them, and but I paid like. Five euros to fifteen euros a piece. That's not too bad. That's about thirty bucks, right? Or what is the euro at now? Is it equivalent uh, to US dollar it's, now? It's like one point three dollars or oh, something. Okay, so that's not too bad. I mean, here we're look. I'm looking at eBay right now, and I'm looking at uh, Action Comics three thirty one from nineteen sixty five. That's got a three dollar and twenty five cent tag. But over here on the uh, right hand side. The uh, you've got some golden age stuff that's in the uh, five six hundred dollar range. Here's an Action Comics nineteen uh, number fifty that's got eighty five dollar price tag. So yeah, finding some Silver Age stuff in the condition that you're describing isn't isn't that expensive, I suppose. I mean, yes, I know from for uh, me uh, going and looking at Flash comics, for example, um, when I'm starting to get into the the low numbers, it's like five. for some of these issues uh, that are in good condition uh, or, you know, slabbed. And so uh, when I go to comic conventions now, if I'm going to spend it, I go in, I buy one comic and I'm done for the day. So good on you for finding some some comics that you love. Actually, I see right out there a couple of covers, which which I just got in, in your eBay. Ah, cool. Very cool. They are like from what I would say later part of the 50s to early 60s in, in American issue. Okay. That's still really cool, though. 
uh, it's fun to go through old comics and see yes, how and people treated them or see which kids wrote their name in them, those kinds <laughs> of things. Yeah, yes, and actually the best find I got was number one of Superboy. Oh, cool. Which was actually called Son of Superman here. Oh, neat. Here's one, uh, Superman 147, uh, where Superman is rejected from the, uh, from the Legion of Superheroes. If you can find uh, Superboy, I don't know if you're interested in Superboy at all, uh, but Superboy 61 is probably going to jump up in price over the next uh, couple of months because it was announced that Mon-El uh, would be coming yes, to the uh, Supergirl TV it, series. Yeah, is, is it the first appearance of Legion in Altogether? Uh, not in that one that I was just showing. Um, that's one where they're rejecting him from the Legion of Superheroes. First appearance of Le Legion of Superheroes, I want to say, is in Superboy. Uh, yes, I, I'm pretty certain it's in Superboy. Yeah, uh, but the one that I was showing wasn't, wasn't specific. Uh, let's see. It says, original first appearance, Adventure Comics number 247, and then uh, in April of 1958. So Adventure Comics 247, probably before they changed over to Superboy. But if you're looking for um, Monel, which I think will probably jump up in price, that would be Superboy number 89, which if we go over to eBay right now, Superboy, let's see if it's, if it's uh, even for sale on eBay. It's going for, here, here's one that is $34, which isn't too bad. But yes. then we have a graded one of a, what is that, a 5.5 for $179. All right. That sounds more like it. Yeah, yeah, what, yeah. What I imagine. Yeah, yeah. I'm pretty sure that will jump up like twice or three times mm -hmm. for that in, in a couple of months. Yeah, I guarantee you this will jump up in price. So if you have it and you want to sell it, uh, you might want to hold on to it until at least October and then put it online. Yeah, pretty much like, look at what happened to Harley Quinn. Uh-huh, yeah. And I want to say, uh, Matthew and I were talking about it this week, I'm pretty sure the first appearance of Suicide Squad has been going on eBay for a lot of money. Let me see, number one, and this would be the one, yeah, here we go, uh, Batman Adventures number 12, featuring Harley Quinn is now almost $500. Um, Suicide Squad number one, that's all Rebirth stuff. New Teen Titans. Yeah. Deathstroke's first appearance is $185 for a 9.2 copy. Here's a Batman Adventures number 12, CGC graded 9.8, first Harley Quinn appearance in comics, $2,299 US. Wow. Yeah. I probably have that comic. It's probably not a 9.2, but it's probably a, um, well, here's another 9.2 that's $589, but it's probably an 8.0. So, yeah. Suicide Squad, very popular right now. So, everybody get your copies of Superboy 89, get them graded, sell them for lots of money. Yeah, actually, I've been wait, kind of waiting when those DC TV shows and stuff are, when they are going to include like alternate realities and mm -hmm. and earth and this and that because i got actually five uh 8.5 graded first appearance of power girl oh cool the, the american it does like all-star comics 71 yeah that's cool yeah and i've been kind of waiting when when she's going to appear in one of those tv shows <laughs> it probably it's 
I would probably imagine that the way they've got things lined up with Monel and Superman um for this season of Supergirl, I'm I'm going to guess we're not going to see Power Girl for a while. Although because they are bringing Supergirl into the Arrowverse um this year with the whole Flashpoint event and we know that there's already an Earth 2 out there, yes. wherever Earth CBS has gone, they could very easily introduce yet another Earth, an alternate Earth of Supergirl that would be a Power Girl. So Yes, uh, you, and you may get that. Yes, and because they are bringing in Justice Society. Yeah, Justice Society and, definitely coming uh, in Legends of Tomorrow this year. Yes, and Power Girl actually was one of the original founders of mm-hmm. Justice Society in in comic comic continuity, which it obviously isn't not necessarily the same as in TV, but right, right. but anyways, very cool, very very cool. Uh, anything else? Nothing much. I just want to share my adventures in the old comic book realm. Now, do you go? Do you go to the comic book shops and go through the back issue bins, or have you been mostly doing stuff online for these? Uh, for these, uh... I I actually have to do almost everything online because yeah. because it's impossible to get anything foreign in here, and yeah, some some of the. Translated Finnish editions, which actually are much more valuable here. Oh, I'm sure. And because the amount which they printed is so so much lower than mm-hmm. American comics, mm-hmm. and I can find find the, those in in my town, but nothing, of course, much. Almost nothing in in foreign languages and English and American comics. Actually, some British, but but nothing from across the pond. Yeah. Very cool. All right, Jarmo, thank you so much for calling in, man. Yeah, thanks to, to you too. Have a great week. Thanks for sharing the, uh, the comic book finds. Yeah, there are some really great comics out there. Um, if you're wanting to really see how far comics can go in price, go check out Heritage Auctions. Uh, we'll run stories on on them uh, occasionally. They seem to always have some comic book uh, auction going on. I think they have one. Here's the uh, Action Comics one. Action Comics uh, number one, featuring the first appearance of Superman, a 5.5 graded, sold for $959,000. It is the highest, um, it's the most that anyone has paid for an Action Comics number one in this condition. So $959,000 if you're looking for that. Um, But uh, they have comic book sales going on all the time. Of course, a lot of different sales going on all the time. And if you look, you can actually sometimes find some comics that you can get for that are really hard to find comics or rare comics for a couple of hundred bucks. Uh, Now, sometimes they go up into several thousands of dollars and sometimes the hundreds of thousands of dollars. But depending on what you're looking for, Heritage Auctions is maybe a place to go and look for those, if you've got the money, uh, and if you are, are got the money, why aren't you a VIP or a Patreon member? Uh, but if you've got the money and you're really looking to collect, that's one way to go. And if you have what you believe really rare comics. Now, a few years ago, uh, Matthew and I uh, met somebody at Nerdtacular 2000, I want to say 13, 12, 13, I forget, who actually had an original Detective Comics number 27, the first appearance of Batman. And um, it had been in the family for years, so it was in good condition and you know, went and had it CGC graded. And if you have CGC graded comics, uh, Heritage Auction is very interested in those. Uh, and you can get a, um, a good deal on that. Of course, they take a commission off of that. 
Um, maybe depending on how the auction is set up, you could convince um, the auction to make the payer or the uh, buyer pay for the uh, the auction fee. But um, Heritage Auctions might be a place to go check out. It's always fascinating to see what they have on sale. And it's not just comic books, as I said, sports memorabilia, movie memorabilia, uh, all sorts of stuff. And they have auctions going on all the time, uh, including original comics uh, and original comic art. So uh, if you're looking for another place to find your comics, Jarmo, that might be a place to do it. Now, most of the stories that they have on their site are talking about these high prices, but I went in and bid just literally less than 100 bucks on a Fantastic Four issue from the 70s. Um, I didn't win it because it went a little bit higher than the couple hundred bucks that I wanted to spend on it, um, but you could find some stuff at a, at a reasonable price. 785-727-1939, that is the number that you want to call. If you have any uh, questions or comments about the week, if you've seen Pete's Dragon, and um, I would love to hear what your review of the um, of the movie is. Uh, oh, look, there's Fabian has just uh, popped in. Hello, Fabian. Uh, Jess is there this week. So many people uh, popping up into the YouTube chat. So glad to have you there. So glad to have you listening wherever you are. Maybe you're in your car driving and you can't call, but uh, or maybe you're at work and you can't call because uh, your boss might uh, be jumping all over you for... Uh, using long-distance fees to call a comic book and pop culture call-in show. But hey, uh, so be it. Uh, but we're glad to have you here. And you know what? I think we are probably just about out of time. We'll wait a, a couple more minutes in case anybody else wants to call in. But uh, we may wrap it up early this, uh, this, this week. I don't know how it is for you, but it is the first week of school for... Uh, Everyone here in, in Western Kansas, the university um, had move-in day on Wednesday, and I believe uh, classes start on Monday, so I think they had like two days of orientation for freshmen and uh, final schedule changes, and classes start on Monday for the college students. My kids, uh, both of them now in regular school, the oldest is in fourth grade, the youngest just started kindergarten, so he's got a lot of changes going on, uh, but they started school earlier this week and um, finishing up their first week of school or half week of school. So I'm sure they're very excited for Dad to come and pick them up so they can go sit on the couch and watch their iPads and goof off like they did most of the summer. Uh, so I will probably be leaving just a little bit of time uh, to go get them. But hopefully you've had a good summer. Hopefully if you have kids starting school, or maybe if you're starting school yourself, you are going to have a very exciting and uh, thrilling year back at school. All right, doesn't look like anyone else is going to call in this week, uh, but uh, thank you everyone for joining us on finally friday i'm so glad that uh, you were here with us and it is always so nice to have so many of you being a part of the major spoilers experience no matter if you're doing it on this show only or many shows in the major spoilers podcast network or maybe you just like critical hit and that is your show and that's the one that you want to listen to thank you for everything that you do to support us, whether you're telling other people about the shows, whether you're visiting the website on a daily basis. Let's see some more comments in the comment sections uh, on the stories that we post, because I know a lot of you are interested in these things, and certainly starting dialogues inside the website are a great way to con continue it and get a lot more people interested in what's going on. Phew, so much going on, right? Uh, but it's Friday, which means it is time to start the weekend. And until the next time when we meet and when we gather... Thank you so much, everyone, and have a great weekend. We'll see you next time when it's finally Friday.